Hello everyone and welcome back to Pass the Salt. I realize that today's episode is going to be released a little bit later than my usual time. I usually, up until this point, the episodes have come out on midnight, 12 a.m. of the Monday that they are to be released. And today's um, just didn't happen. Life got a little crazy and here we are. Um, So this will either be coming out later on Monday or on Tuesday. Oops. Um, But thank you for still passing the salt with me. I appreciate it. Today's guest interviewee is someone that I love a lot and there's definitely nepotism in choosing her. (laughs) She's not related to me, but she's my dear, 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 dear friend, Molly Jancic, but now she's Molly Bruce. Um, And I chose her not just because she's uh, my BFF for eternity, but I, I wanted to speak to her because she has a lot of wisdom, but she also has been through some really unique experiences. And we don't talk about the personal details of Um, the ups and downs of her testimony, but what we do talk about is what it's like to walk through a season of waiting where you wish that God would come through for you or you wish that there'd be an answer to prayer or a change in life that you really need. Um, And I think all of us have gone through seasons of just like confusion with like what's happening in life or waiting on God, waiting on life to change. And she talks a lot about what to do in those seasons. What, how can we make a time where life takes twists and turns that we did not see coming? How can we make these down moments of life, the valleys of life, how can we make them productive? And how can we use them to still be active and growing and not just a dormant time in our faith. So I hope that you are just really blessed and lifted up by what she has to share in her honesty and our conversation. You're going to hear a lot of wacky doodle stuff because we filmed, but we recorded these two conversations on two different days, which I have done in the past with previous episodes. But today, um, Today's episode, you'll hear that we start together in the car and then we ended up continuing the conversation on the phone a little bit later. So that is just a little behind the scenes for you. So I'm not going to give too much more away. I'm just excited for you guys to hear it. And um, thank you for joining us for Pass the Salt. So let's get to it and let's pass the salt. Hi, Molly. Hey, Cassiano. How are you? I'm doing dandy. How are you? Doing well. I appreciate you sitting in my minivan with me. You know what? There are worse places to be. Yeah. There's worse things I could do. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm excited to talk to you today. Before we dive into whatever it is we're going to talk about, could you tell our beautiful listeners <laughs> who you are? And a little bit about yourself. Sure. Hello, everybody. My name is Molly Bruce, formerly Molly Jancic. I was just married this year, so had a name change. Yep. Wow. Uh, Christiana and I had the privilege of being roommates at Messiah College University now, um, way back in the day, and ever since we've been BFFs. So that's how I'm connected to Christiana and Salt and Light. And I know quite a number of the folks 
like Stephen Gallagher and a lot of other people who've been involved with Salt and Light and really grateful for the ministry. I've been able to even supervise some students at Messiah who were part of Salt and Light and mm. always really, really impressed with the people who are involved and loving what God's doing. Um, so I was born and raised in the Gettysburg area and I went to Messiah, ended up studying human development and family science. And then I ended up working at Messiah for about five years in admissions, got my master's there in business and uh, just recently am now working toward becoming a financial advisor with a mm. Christian financial firm. And I'm really excited about that because I'm passionate about stewardship. So that's a little bit about me and I'm married to a wonderful man. Um, His name is David. We have two dogs, Happy and Itty, and uh, we are surrounded by wonderful people. Yeah, you are. Mostly just me, I think. (laughs) I think you are the most wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, But I'm sure since a lot of people who listen are students in the central Mm. PA area, I would not be surprised if a handful of them either saw you at their high school representing Messiah, or maybe you were even some of their advisors. You never gym. know. So, If so, hello. <laughs> hello again. I'm still alive. I'm still here. Except you are. You do have a little baby cold right now. I do. So pardon me if I sound a little uh, stuffed. But isn't it's kind of fun to have a cold and Oh, yeah. You're like, oh, my voice is sultry and low. Yeah, I'm like the raspy. So yeah. I think it's kind of nice. Yeah. Okay. I want. There's so many things I could talk to you about. I could talk to you about finances. I could talk to you about Broadway. I could talk to you about the Bible. I could talk to you about Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. Steak. Garland. Steak. Yeah. Protein. Potatoes. Potato soup. Chicken soup. There's so many topics Honestly. that you're an expert on. <laughs> no, so expert. it was really hard to narrow it down and come up with these few questions to ask you, but I'm excited about them and where they'll take us. So the first mm-hmm. thing I want to hear from you is what your journey with Jesus has been like over the past few years Mm. if you could pinpoint some highs and maybe some lows Mm -hmm. because I guess let me preface all this by saying Molly's story and her relationship with the Lord it inspires me (laughs) and I've had such an honor and a privilege to be a friend to you during all different seasons of life Mm. and vice versa you've been a friend to me through a lot of different seasons too and I've gotten to see you just like, just go down such a wonderful journey with mm-hmm. the Lord since you were seven, no, 18, mm-hmm. since you were 18 years old. And that was 10 years ago. So can you tell us, because I know how great it is, but obviously people listening don't, but they're <laughs> going to learn something from you. What your journey with Jesus has been like over the past few years. Sure. Like said, highs and lows. Yeah. Well, um, thank you so much. I can't really, I'm going to try to keep it succinct, but, um, it's hard to go into the past few years without giving some context. So um, I was really, really grateful to be raised in a Christian home, and I had wonderful parents who had all different backgrounds. Uh, my dad was Polish Catholic growing up, and uh, my mom was Presbyterian. By the time my sister and brother came around, they were Baptists. And then when I was really kind of remembering church, it was P- Pentecostal or Sons oh. of God. So we're kind of a mutt when it comes to denominations. And to those students who don't know what those things are, it's not really important, but they're all different kind of styles of how you worship and how maybe you perceive God or the different things that are really highlighted at church or preached on in different styles. Um, so the one I was raised in was really charismatic, lots of drums and guitars and people raising their hands and even falling over or speaking in tongues and healings and stuff like that. So I was really accustomed to um, God being very emotional uh, experience for me. And I was raised on the worship team. So I was worshiping on the piano and 
um, altar calls and uh, youth retreats and events, you know, and really a lot of high emotion. Um, and a lot of that was great. Like, I am so grateful that I was raised loving Jesus. And a quick shout out to that's something on my heart. Um, I had amazing friends that really kept me uh, passionate about my faith. And I think to anyone who's listening, it's really, really important that you have godly friends in your life, just like I have in Christiana, mm-hmm. as we're talking here too. Um, you, yeah, those are the people that I'd call in the middle of the night when I was working through something and who would point me to Jesus. And so I encourage you um, to really look out for those friends and be a friend like that to mm-hmm. people because that makes a huge difference. Um, so <clears throat> in the past few years, that all being said, um, I've really known Jesus for a long time and I'm so grateful for that and for those of you who have grown up in the church you might know how this feels you know sometimes you see people who've had all kinds of different testimony and experiences and maybe the prodigal son kind of vibe and they run away or they have these really intense experiences and then come back and are you know full of grace and um, I was kind of the prodigal son's brother situation (laughs) like I never really had this big like I went away from Jesus time um, in fact, I felt like I, I did everything right. I crossed my T's and dotted my I's and made sure I, I checkmarked all the boxes in the book so that I would be blessed and that I would have a good life and Jesus would be proud of me and um, I would never have problems. So um, that's kind of how I lived. And I think sometimes we think that if we follow God, <clears throat> excuse me, if we follow him as best as we can, then nothing bad will happen. Mm-hmm. And that's just not true. Um, And so I think I really wrestled with that when I had some heartbreak. So I had situations happen where I, I worked really hard for something and it didn't, didn't happen, particularly with romantic relationships. I had a couple really difficult romantic relationships, um, where I worked so hard to be a great companion or, um, girlfriend, uh, or even in friendships too, in relationships where I'd work so hard to be there for somebody and it just fell through mm. and I didn't know why. And I felt like, God, what did I do? Um, where I, I haven't been X, Y, Z enough to, to be blessed in this. And I got angry at God. I got bitter and I felt like, what's the point? What's the point of even trying so hard when my life, I feel so empty. Mm. Um, and I really had to wrestle with that. And there are some times that Jesus would kind of walk me particularly in the last two years, that's what Christiana is mentioning. I had a really significant period where um, in the past when I've had a hardship, I'd kind of be mad at God. But in this situation, I had a a really, a really long-term relationship kind of have a really tough, tough spot. And I I had the opportunity to run to God and that Mm -hmm. made all the difference. And so while I was in uh, you know, going through a really hard time and, and almost crying every day and just feeling like a shell of myself and really, really empty. Um, that's where I could meet with Jesus. And that's where I felt him so close. And the Bible says he's near to the brokenhearted. And I was able to actually experience that, um, and know what his comfort looks like. It's almost like a big blanket. Like I think of a comforter, mm-hmm. he wraps you up and, um, it's so wonderful. Like I would never wish for people to go through hard times, but man, when you go through a hard time, what an opportunity to press into God and to feel him and to run to him and to be desperate for him. And that's a whole nother place to learn about his love and his companionship and um, just kind of be like in training, I guess, for what he's going to lead you to next. And in my case, what he led me to next was an amazing marriage um, that I didn't know was around the corner for me and a beautiful home and um, so many dreams fulfilled in, in new ways that I ever experienced and ever thought I could have. 
Um, and not that <clears throat> that's the end result. I'm going to go through hard times again. Heck, I just did two months ago, a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go through hard, you know, we, we keep going. But again, the blessing isn't necessarily the end. But it's a reminder that uh, it, up in the highs and lows, the Lord works and he's with us um, and he has good things in store for us, even when we're going through hard times. Mm. All right. You guys can catch Molly's new book. That's coming <laughs> I hope I didn't talk too fast. I know I talk a lot. No, you've slowed down. Thank you. you I've younger, really worked on you it. You talked really fast because you had so much excitement, excitement, yeah. and beautiful things to say. That was slow and profound. Thank you. Yeah, the speed was perfect. Oh. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> the Lord. Um, there's a lot of what you just said. Yeah, we'll give it a few more minutes. Molly and I are going to see a movie. <laughs> <laughs> this so, is more important. Well, but we also really love uh, Princess Diana, so we can have a <laughs> podcast about her. But yeah. anyways, Princess Diana aside... Um, there's a lot of what you said in there that was really beautiful. And I think one thing that stuck out to me is like, you thought, you know, if I do this, um, you were someone who like, didn't do any of the quote unquote, like bad kid things. Like you weren't a rebellious teenager. You didn't really give in to any major temptations Mm -hmm. or, you know, lie to your parents or like you watch movies with your parents on the weekends and you were like, at worship practice and not that you were sinless and perfect but on paper it was like this is a girl who's working really hard at school Mm -hmm. and at her faith and at her friendships and that you had boyfriends in your life who you were like a wonderful girlfriend to Mm -hmm. and it's like I'm still being let down or Mm -hmm. like life is still turning out almost the same as if I would have just done all that stuff so like what's the point and I think that's something a lot of people listening could relate to Mm -hmm. um And I think there's a temptation to compare yourself to other people's stories in that or just to give up. Mm -hmm. Um, But what you said is really true and powerful that like in the disappointment and in the moments where um, things aren't turning out the way that you prepared for them to, like that is two things. A, the time to press into Jesus Mm -hmm. because Jesus didn't leave you. And B, that is preparation for what Jesus does have for you next. Mm -hmm. And just because we're doing the right thing isn't, like, the equation isn't that doing the right thing means you're going to not have any problems, right. which is what you said. And sometimes it's easy to hear that and hard to remember. Yeah. Um, but you and I have talked about people in the Bible that you personally can, like, relate to mm-hmm. and find inspiration from. And I know that one of those people um, is Joseph. So maybe before we go and hear about another person we're inspired by, <laughs> who's not in the Bible and is just a mute, was just a mere human. Um, <laughs> that's how she talked. Um, <laughs> maybe you could tell us why Joseph is someone that sticks out to you, mm-hmm. because I think Joseph's story is, like I said, a lot of people could maybe relate to that. Yeah, I think Joseph has always been someone I really, I just love that story. I think mm-hmm. he is he's kind of like, I mean, I don't really know how he was as a teenager, but when you start the story out in Genesis, he's like kind of, his brothers at least all see him as a goody two-shoes. And right. I don't know if he was meaning to be in their face about his dreams or honestly, maybe he was genuinely just like matter of fact about it but either way he was just having some dreams and he obviously was the favorite but he didn't have like these deep big sins he wasn't this horrible kid just maybe a little bit annoying 
Um, and then his brothers, you know, sell him, they're supposed to kill him. They sell him into slavery. And then he's, uh, gets up in Potiphar's house, but imagine like the governor, he's mm-hmm. in the governor's house and ends up working there, uh, for quite a while. And he's a slave and he ends up becoming like the head of the house because he's, you know, seen as such a respectable and honorable person. He did well. And then he's wrongfully accused, ends up in jail. And even in jail, he's there for years. He ends up being like the chief jailbird. Like he ends yeah. up being the person in charge of all the other inmates um, and respected. And so much so that when he interprets a dream of someone else in jail, who's, uh, you know, one of the, like, you know, the, basically the president, Pharaoh, the president's servant, um, <clears throat> he, f- he says, hey, remember me when you get out of here. And two years later, the guy remembers him and he finally gets out mm. and he ends up being second in command of Israel overnight. He goes from the end, the bottom of the heap to the very second in command of the whole country mm. where he ends up um, saving his family, which is ends up saving the Israelites and saving the Hebrew people, which ends up saving, you know, so yeah. much of our of our history. So what I love about that is sometimes bad things happen to you and you didn't really deserve it. Mm-hmm. In Joseph's case, he didn't deserve to be put in Pharaoh's, um, Potiphar's house as a slave. Right. And he worked, but even so, he worked as hard as he could. Mm-hmm. He worked with diligence. He worked with respect. And he, um, and you know, I think Colossians tells us that whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's Colossians 3.17. Mm-hmm. And I think 3.23 later on, people kind of use those interchangeably, I think. To talk about whatever you do, do it for Jesus, not yeah. for the person that's in front of you and your boss or your teachers or your parents or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're important, but overall the lord sees what you're doing <clears throat> and he sees your heart so even if the end result isn't what you want to be he sees your heart he says what you're doing and so in the case of joseph he's doing all he can and it's it's rewarded but then he's wrongfully accused not his fault he tried to do the right thing but potiphar's wife comes after him and then he ends up in jail and even worse yeah. <laughs> you know jails back then jails are bad now but jails were really bad then like yeah. it was no fun um and and even there, when he's in jail, he doesn't give in to, like, being bitter. And I'm sure he had moments, but sure. he ends up being the best he could while he was there. And and, and that leads him to, to this future. And what if he would never, think about it, if he never would have gone into slavery in the first place or jail, would he have saved Egypt? Mm. I don't know. Mm. And sometimes when we go through our, our tough stuff and you think, why am I here? I don't deserve this. I shouldn't be here. Well, you don't know what God's setting you up for, where you're going to be positioned so that you might be the person to help change someone's life or, or, or sow a seed or, yeah. or maybe encourage somebody or whatever. You just don't know. And honestly, when you're going through a tough time and you're still being true to Jesus, that's when people notice your testimony the most. Mm. That's when they say, oh, my gosh, what's that person have that I don't? Because they're going through fire and yet they're shining. They're not burning up. Mm-hmm. What's happening? That makes all the difference. Um, in, in showing Jesus to other people. And so Romans says, in Romans 5, 3 to 5, be thankful for trials and tribulations because of what those do to you. The, the formula is you start with trials and tribulation and that leads to proven character and that eventually leads us to a hope. Mm. There's something else in that. I forget what it is. I think it's faithfulness or something like that part. Go read the scripture. It's really <laughs> good. There's four things, but eventually it ends up to leading to a hope that doesn't disappoint. Mm. And so when we go through hard things, the end result, if we go through the godly way, is hope and character and righteousness. That's what it is. Um, And so that's what we see in Joseph. You know, he was able to become that. And that ended up saving his family, let alone all of, you know, the history of what ends up happening to Israel. So 
yeah that's why I love that because whenever I've gone through something difficult you're like hey maybe even if it's not my fault Mm -hmm. I'm sinful yeah but you know sometimes things happen and you don't really you can't really pinpoint why you just think this sucks like this why am I here but even so you don't know what God is working together and the end of Joseph's story it's so cool the end of all of Genesis even this is the end like one of the last verses in Genesis 50 I think it's 50 20 what the enemy meant for evil God turned to good Mm -hmm. and isn't that so true so even if you're going through something really difficult you don't know don't know how the Lord's going to turn it into something amazing and he always can that's how he works um so that's my piece of encouragement from joseph okay once again you can get her book on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> dang molly came to preach Excuse um me. okay it's two forty-seven. we're gonna pause <laughs> and so this is a quick intermission we'll be right back do, 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 do. close every door to me okay <laughs> <laughs> Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. I have you on my headphones. <gasps> How? Um, I just plug it into the phone and there we go. <gasps> wow. Like AirPods? No, I'm not that fancy. But you have a fancy phone. Okay, I'm getting sidetracked. <laughs> Thank you for continuing our conversation after yesterday. We had to take a brief intermission, but now we're back. And we're, we're here, back, baby. We're back, and um, I have a couple questions pulled up that I want to ask you. Um, the cool thing is that yesterday you kind of just preached and shared a lot of what I was already wanting to ask you, which was really cool. So wow. there's so that's efficient. The, so efficient, such a number three. Um, yeah. So what I have to ask you next <laughs> is. Would you have any encouragement for someone, especially I think a lot of people who listen are younger, high school and college age individuals. Um, If someone finds themselves in a season of waiting, Mm -hmm. um, where they're waiting for the Lord to come through for them, or they're waiting for a prayer to be answered, they're waiting for a relationship to change, or they're waiting for a breakthrough or a healing or whatever it is. There's all different things that in seasons of life we're waiting on the Lord and you and your testimony have found yourself in that position a lot too. Um, do you have any encouragement for someone who's in a season of waiting right now? Uh, I heard a podcast when I was in a big season of waiting that gave me a great piece of advice and that was um, kind of dig a well when you're in that season. So you want to dig a well, um, and by that I mean you have energy and time, and you're probably really desperate for the Lord when you're waiting, like asking him for signs and anything that can help you. So that's a really great time to get resources in order. Start hiding God's word in your heart. Start using that time of waiting for good and for training. Um, That's what Jesus did, right? I mean, he memorized scripture. He was studying the word. Uh, and being trained, and, and so mm-hmm. should you. So this is a great time to be, you know, writing down all kinds of verses and, and quotes, maybe a journal, or um, getting even a photo album on your phone comprised of all these things that bring you encouragement, or um, talking with people about them, getting books or podcasts or songs, playlists of worship songs, and that kind of thing that bring encouragement and, and nourish your soul, because there's going to be times in your life that are so saturated with 
whatever God is doing in that time, be it family or school or your job, or, I mean, there could be a lot of different seasons that require a ton of your energy where you really can't do that quite as much. So the purpose of digging a well is that while you have the time and energy and the waiting, then when you uh, are in the really busy times, you can go back and get a quick drink right? From, mm. from those things that you just took the time to build and took the time to develop and organize so that you could be trained and encouraged. Um, so that's something that really helped me. So when I was in that time, I made, just like I told you, like playlists and journals and photo albums just full of scripture. Um, so I had a resource of things to go to when I needed it because I knew that waiting wouldn't be forever. Mm. Yeah, that's really powerful. Like digging a well <laughs> a deep, deep well with good water and filling it up because sometimes when we realize, okay, I'm not hearing God right now, or I'm not seeing God move as quickly as I was hoping for, or in the ways I was hoping for, um, it doesn't mean like, okay, well, this is the end of my chapter here. This is a, this is a final thing. It could be the beginning of your well digging and it could be an opportunity Mm -hmm. to, keep pouring into your own garden, your heart, your faith journey. Um, so I think that encouragement is really powerful. Um, I guess my last question is one you've kind of already answered through all your other answers. So you might just be reiterating what you've already said, but, um, from my experience, from the experience of people in the Bible that I've read from friends and family and from walking through life with you, Sometimes when our lives take twists and turns that we didn't expect and we're in a season of waiting on the Lord or we're in a walking through an experience that's totally out of left field, those times are often really, really painful and really, Mm -hmm. really discouraging. And they're not like, ooh, I'm like digging a well right now. It's like, oh my gosh, my hands hurt, my feet hurt, my back hurts, I'm tired I'm thirsty I'm exhausted and this is painful but why is it worth it to persevere anyways and I know I guess the reason I picked that phrase was because when I saw you go through something difficult in a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. um, you just kept saying like I'm persevering like perseverance builds hope and Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna you just like kept telling yourself that and I walked like I silently witnessed you persevere and I was so in in awe of you and impressed by you and I'm wondering if you can tell everyone listening why it's worth it to keep persevering Mm. well well thank you and (laughs) you know honestly glory to God when you go through things any any refining that happens has to go back to him because we're all just uh humans figuring it out so if you're going through a tough time whoever's listening um, first, like hold tight. You're not alone and it's okay to be upset and have those emotions. Like pain is real. Jesus wept, John eleven thirty five. Mm-hmm. He understands pain. I mean, the cross, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like even what Jesus was waiting for wasn't I mean, obviously the end was glory and, and so worth it. But those moments I'm sure that was you know, full of, of all kinds of feelings and, and worry and frustration and disappointment and hurt right and when you go through something traumatic or something and by by traumatic I mean anything from something great and and kind of really like huge to something that's a little bit more minor but still very painful Mm. all of that stuff can set us back and we have the choice to 
to, to do something about it. Like you do not get to choose what happened all the time. Most, most time you don't, but you do get to choose what you're going to do. So you can choose to run away from it or you can choose to use it for healing and allow God to use it for healing and in, in, in your life. Mm. Um, so something I would say for perseverance is, um, persevering and courage are not the absence of fear. Like it doesn't mean you're not going to feel that pain. It doesn't actually usually mean that you do. <laughs> it means you have to face what you're going through. It means you're going to do the hard work to actually allow yourself to heal. Um, like if you broke your arm, you wouldn't just be like, Oh, it's fine. I'm just mad about it. I'm never going to look at it again. Like you have to do therapies and different things and let mm-hmm. it sit in a cast and go to the doctor and do things to heal. Yeah. Um, so to persevere, <clears throat> really requires admittance that you're in pain. It requires submission to the Lord every day. It means you're going to ask him for help. Um, and you're going to listen to what he has to say about helping you and go to godly people. Um, and then also it, it doesn't mean, like I said, uh, getting rid of the, I mean, it, it's, it's overcoming the fear. It's not, not having any, it's mm. not, not having any hurt. It's just overcoming it. And that requires time and grace and submission to the Lord. If you're not, we have no strength unless it's through him. So you have to, it's going to be tempting to be bitter and angry. It's going to be tempting to want to be away from God because there's so many other vices we could go to that make us feel better, be it just flooding. I mean, anything from something as innocent as like binge watching a show Mm. for just, you know, entertainment. So we don't have to think about what we're going through. Um, to a goal it could be something really that sounds really good like i'm gonna learn how to cook or i'm gonna learn i'm gonna run a marathon or it could even be (laughs) something really not good like i'm gonna go to really sinful things that make me feel better from pornography to substances to gossiping even or whatever it is that makes us feel better in that moment but none of that be it something that has a semi good overview of it or not um none of that is going to help and and really it comes down to jesus and you have to be able to submit to him and say you know what even though i'm confused as to why you let this happen to me and i don't even know what to make of it god i don't know if you led me into this or something else happened and but i I know that you're powerful and i i'm just hurt can you can you help me that's so powerful and that Mm. humility and submission is what is going to get you through more than anything else genuinely heal you and nothing else is gonna satisfy that way Mm. once again molly's book She, this is all from the same book. It's just one big, oh, yeah, right. okay. yeah. It's one big book called Waiting on the Perfect Steak. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Waiting for Perfect Steak isn't that long because the perfect steak for me is medium rare. So, oh, so. <laughs> again, she doesn't like to wait, so. <laughs> yeah, I, y'all, I don't enjoy waiting, except when it comes to the crockpot, in which mm. case that can tenderize things for me. Mm, yes, okay, I respect that. Um, but back to everything you were saying, it is just it's um it's hard to wait like what yes. you know reiterating what you said but it is meaningful and there is purpose in the low times in the valleys right like the valleys mm-hmm. have just as much beauty and meaning as the hilltops um and I love the way you said like just being vulnerable with God like I'm really hurt right now can you help me um it made me think of something that I would add that um I just learned 
two or three weeks ago that um, the pastor at the church we've been going to preached about. And Mm. he said, he gave like this new way to pray that I've never thought of. And he was like, God's already at work in your life. Like the Bible confirms that for us over and over. God's been at work. God will be at work. God is at work. Um, And whatever situation you're going through, you of course can vent about it and tell God all about it. But God already knows the ins and outs of it. So what Mm -hmm. if we changed our prayers to checking in with God saying, hey, how are you doing? Um, How's it going working at this problem in my life? Um, Mm -hmm. And not just saying, can you work at this problem at my life? Because God already is working at it. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how God's working at it or what God will do, but God's already in it. Um, I don't know. That kind of blew my mind just to be like, hey, I'm just checking in with you, teammate Jesus. How's it going? I know you're doing something. Not sure what. But I'm excited to see what it is whenever it is unfolding. Yeah, exactly. And with that, one more thing I want to add is um, that really, really has spoken to me. Like there's been times I've gone through waiting where I've most of the times I've been in waiting and pain. I've been mad at God. Mm. Like I said, the prodigal son's brother. I'm like, hey, I did everything right. What the heck? Yeah. Like, where's my celebration? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's going on? Um. And painfully, the last time I went through something really, really like a long-term pain, I chose to go to the Lord instead. Yes, and consciously. That ma- Sorry? Consciously. You were like, this time's going to be different. <laughs> yeah. And I, because I, I had nothing left, you know, I, yeah. I knew I had to. And um, what changed for me is, is something I think that's really significant in the beginning of sin when the enemy is tempting Eve in the garden He's saying, did God really say, like, you know, mm. if God was really good and he really loved you, then he would want you to have this. He'd want you to be able to have knowledge. And mm. right. It's it's the undermining of does God really love you? And mm. is God really good? And those two lies are what got me every single time. Hmm. Like God's not really good. Like my version of good is better than God's version of good or God's version of good is painful. Like I don't like it. Hmm. And God doesn't really love me because if he loved me, he wouldn't let this happen. And he's all powerful. Right. So what's with this? Yeah. And those are real (laughs) questions that many people, I think, especially those who were raised in the church face, um, when it comes down to like actually owning their faith. So, you know, this, um, mm-hmm. a song that got me through was called good and loved mm. <clears throat> yeah. by, um, Stephanie Gretzinger and a gentleman, I forget his first name, but last name green. Um, and the whole song is God's singing to us. Mm. I am good. And you are loved yep. <laughs> over and over. <laughs> And I played that song almost every single day and it had to get in my mind and in my soul that I'm going to choose to believe that you're good and that you love me, even though I'm in this place and I don't see it right now the way I want to, I'm going to believe it anyway. Mm -hmm. And that is so powerful because the enemy just wants you to believe that he's not for you Mm -hmm. and that he's, he's not, he's not going to come through and he's not going, he's not going to uh, be a good dad to you. Mm. but you have to fight through that. That was a huge thing for me. And I forgot to mention that until now. So here we are. Yeah. That when Molly was going through some tough stuff, every time we got in the car, she'd be like, press play on good and love. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I'm I'll, sure everyone else is too annoyed by it. <laughs> no, I, well, listen, you know I have a reputation of listening to songs over and over again. She does. She I get does. Obsessed. That's true. Um, but uh, I, anytime I hear it now, I think of you right away because I know that truth meant a lot to you and it, it is so true. Like, no matter what feels so unknown to us, there are always two things that are certain. It's that God loves you and that God is for you and um, that you're loved and that God mm-hmm. is good, like, all mm-hmm. the time. Um, and this is a little, the people listening, a lot of our friends who listen are big fans of Zateo and they come to Zateo every year. Mm. And so here's a little spoiler alert. There is a scene in, in, all right, in this year's Zateo where a character that represents God has that conversation with one of the characters and just says name something you know about me like when everything else feels really lost um the god character is like name something you know about me and then the character names some truths and god's like all right so then think about those things um Mm -hmm. because we have to think about what is good what is true what is noble what is pure right pure lovely admirable yeah and so good and loved everyone look it up um so gosh molly this was just such a delight to speak to you twice i you know just a a little fun (laughs) behind the scenes fact for the viewers i talk to christiana every gosh darn day yeah but (laughs) (laughs) namely we're recording it (laughs) i mean yes what a privilege (laughs) (laughs) we got to talk a little bit yesterday we had an intermission to watch uh, the princess diana movie which yeah. by let's just give a rating out of 10 what would you rate it i'd give it a good 7.5 i was gonna say the same exact number wow it's S- like we lived together it's like we did like we still do we don't but we are yeah. 7.5 yeah i'd say the same thing um yeah. kristen stewart can do more than just bella who knew and that is what I was impressed with the most. Yeah, same. And I, I think I did know that. I, I'm a Kristen Stewart believer. Some people aren't, but I am. She'll be in Zateo this year, actually. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> she's playing a vampire. She's playing a vampire in Zateo. <laughs> okay. Molly, is there anything else that you need to say that I didn't ask you? I think I, you know, for sake of the viewers uh, and listeners, I don't want to go on another rant. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, the one thing that's in my mind is that we should do another podcast in the future about choosing godly friends. Oh, yeah, honestly, though, because that does make a world of a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, I absolutely agree. So tune in next time to hear me <laughs> rave about Christiana Rogers. Oh, well, I would I wouldn't accept it because I would just want to rave about you and the godly. Well, it'll be you. a rave fest. As I mean, even yesterday after we recorded, we um, talked on the phone and you were like spitting truth at me that I, that yeah, I needed to hear. Yeah, that's what you do. Mm hmm. Yeah. So the godly friends do. So I do think that'd be a wonderful, because part of my journey and going through tough stuff is for sure having a community of people. Yes. Not only an amazing family, but I have some really, really choice friendships that are deep and true and full of like encouragement and like people who hold me accountable. Mm. And that's like the huge part of me being able to get through waiting in tough times. Um, so we should talk about that next time. And last, that's the last thing I wanted to add for anyone who's listening. Definitely lean into those godly friendships and and family members that you have and your youth leaders and people who are cheering you on. 
Um, I think the cloud of witnesses that's talked about in that verse that says, we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses who are watching us, mm. you know, cheering us on as we're persevering and fighting the fight and running the race with endurance. I think those are spiritual people, but I also think those are people on earth right now mm. who are surrounding us and, and also part of that faith journey that God puts people in our lives to help us and nudge us toward him. So yeah. um, trust that. Trust it. Mm. Stephen Gallagher <laughs> loves that Bible verse. Anyone who takes his classes, he ends the last class so, of the so semester saying that one. So um, this was really great, and I appreciate you. Oh, we used to say that all the time. Oh, I still do appreciate you, and I love you very much. And I'm, I'm grateful. I appreciate the listeners here. Thanks for, thanks for listening to us. Yeah, this podcast is called Pass the Salt. I don't know if I even told you the title of it. I, Oh, no, I've, I've heard it before. And um, I think while you all pass the salt, I'll bring the pepper. Um, thank you so much. Uh, this was great. And I love you and goodbye. Goodbye. Farewell, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye.